Kevin Cullen, you've been writing in the Boston Globe about this new head of the CIA, John Brennan. Now, we always love highlighting Irish-Americans who have done well. This guy comes with a bit of a checkered past, though. He does. You know, Jonathan, I was talking about the irony of it. You know, four year, when, when President Obama was first elected, he made it clear that he wanted John Brennan to be his CIA director. And yet there was a sort of howl from the liberal left, which obviously claimed credit for getting Mr. Obama elected. And they were upset because Brennan had, had been a leading member of the CIA, a senior member of the CIA. And he had condoned the, the idea of waterboarding, which many of us, including, including myself, consider torture. And so Obama pulled him aside and said, sorry, John, it's not your time. And he made him his counterterrorism advisor. And in those four years, John Brennan oversaw a war against Islamic extremists that replaced the idea of capturing them for intelligence purposes with the idea of killing them. He became the chief architect of these drone attacks in Pakistan and Yemen and Somalia. He's the guy who drives up, who draws up the kill list that Obama checks off, and then they send the drones out to whack these guys. Yeah, they never call so, them drone attacks. They, they, they call it a targeted killing program. It's very hard to dress yeah, up killing well, somebody, so but that, that's how they did it. So this guy, this is the guy that's behind this. Yeah, this guy He's behind. the guy that draws it up. So, so now he gets, he finally, so now he goes from approving the torture of people to approving the stealth assassination of them, and then it's okay for him to be the head of the CIA. Am I missing something? Obama has a power to order these drone strikes, does he? So he's now deciding on executions of people on foreign soil. He is the assassin-in-chief. And people don't want to hear that, John. And I'm John. Jonathan. I I get John Brennan on the mind. People don't want to hear that because it makes the left extremely uncomfortable. And then it puts people on the right in a quandary because do they really want to come out and say that the president's being too hard on Islamic extremists? But let's go beyond the Islamic extremist part. The, the U.S. Attorney General, Eric Holder, this week kind of shocked a lot of Americans by saying the president has the right and the authority to kill an American citizen on U.S. soil, and if it involves a drone, so be it. Hang on a second. I don't it's, know oh, if wait, it's wait, 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 wait. Escort or Orwellian, but it, I know it's somewhere there. It's one thing, if you're going to dress it up as foreign policy and say that you're protecting the country against terrorism, they're talking about doing it on American soil. Yes. So some guy could be walking down the street in Cleveland and the U.S. government decides they need to take him out. And he's taken out. So, I mean, it, it's really incredible stuff. And I think it's, I really think it's, it's, it's going to be something that, Obama is going to have to deal with his entire, I mean, I think this administration has lacked transparency from day one. Everybody went crazy about the Bush administration. The Bush administration looked like a bunch of progressive lefties when it comes to transparency compared to the, the Obama administration. They basically say they have all the legal right and document documentation to kill American citizens abroad. Hang on, hang on. Bush had all the legal right and documentation to go off and invade Iraq when he wanted and invade Afghanistan when he wanted as well. That doesn't mean that it's not morally right. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about transparency and explaining yourself. The Bush people were so crazy. They didn't have a problem. That, I mean, frankly, they lied about it. Let's, who's kidding who? But at least they were given explanations. The Obama people won't even tell us why they have the legal right to kill people like this. It's crazy.
it's remarkable as coming from a democratic administration. But then again, exactly. there was a Republican option as well at the last outing. Mitt Romney was there as an alternative. Maybe that might explain why Obama got in if he was adopting that kind of what you might describe as a Republican policy. But the, the remarkable interview with the former Massachusetts governor. Romney and and his wife Anne, they they spoke, of course, to Fox News and Fox News Sunday. We were on a roller coaster, exciting and thrilling, ups and downs, but the ride ends, and then you get off, and it's not like, oh, can't we be on a roller coaster the rest of our life? It's like, no, that ride's over. It's an adjustment. It is an adjustment, but it's one that we, I think, we did well. Um, you know, in, it's interesting in our church we're used to serving, and you know, you can be in a very high position. Um, but you recognise you're serving and then all of a sudden you're released and you're you're nobody. So are they trying to tell us that they're back to strapping the Irish wolfhound to the roof of the car and driving off into the sunset? Yeah, they're talking about how ordinary and normal they are. I mean, I have a certain degree of sympathy. I mean, you lose the presidency, you come that close and, you know, the guy's a Mormon, he can't even go out and have a jar. But what did they say? You could, you could, there was a famous scene in The West Wing where um, Alan Alda's character uh, was standing around waiting and pretend got someone to ring him to make him look busy so that he didn't look bad in front of the Democratic and White House staff. Is that what this guy is trying to portray, that all of a sudden uh, nobody wants to talk to him anymore? Well, I, you know, he's, uh, he's been complaining a lot since he lost the election. He, the funny thing is he blamed that uh, another, you know, secret conversation, which he basically blamed it on. Obama promising free things for everybody. He still hasn't changed his spots on this. I can guarantee that Romney will go back to doing what he does does best, and that's leverage buyouts in which regular working people will be put out of work or will have their pensions crushed, and the jobs in some cases will be shipped to China. The Chinese should be thrilled that Mitt Romney lost the election because now he can go back to doing what he does best, and that's create jobs in China. <laughs> now that you've had a cut off both Republicans and Democrats in this yeah. piece, we need to move on quickly. Let's le- right. listen to a guy called Billy Ray Harris. Now, he is um, getting a lot of plaudits around story. the world. It, he, he returned a diamond engagement ring to its rightful owner after she accidentally dropped it in his donation cup, which is presumably the cup he was rattling for change. Let's have a listen to what uh, Mr. Harris had to say. She squatted down like you did, like right there, and says, do you remember me? And I was like, I don't know. I see a lot of patients. She said, well, I, I might have gave you something very valuable. And I said, was it a ring? And she says, yeah. And I says, well, I have it. The ring was so big, I knew if it was real, it was expensive. Look, d- decency obviously coming out in that man. Did we know, did he get rewarded for his, uh, his honesty? He did. The, this family had, the, the couple that uh, involved, the woman and her husband, set up a, like a donation page for him. And there's been over $175,000 collected. And uh, the better part of it, like a lot of guys that, that, you know, that, that struggle with this homelessness and the attending issues, his sister in Alabama said they had been looking for him for years. They just presumed he was dead. And so he's been reunited with his family. Of course, the cynics in America, and perhaps in Ireland, would suggest that the family is not only interested because he has all this money, but it is a beautiful story. It's, it's one of those transcendent stories about the, 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 uh, the kindness of human nature. And uh, this, that guy could have hawked that ring for thousands of dollars. Mm. It was worth over $100,000, the ring. Wow. Uh, and he held on to it. He knew, he knew that she made a mistake. And, uh, and, and, and now it's, it, you can see that it's, it's going to be a TV movie 
<laughs> it's obviously going to be trade, but it really is a nice story. I, I bore blown away by the fact it was a hundred thousand dollar ring. Makes poor Mrs. Healy's engagement ring look very paltry by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Cullen exactly. of the Boston Globe. I know your book, Whitey Bulger, America's Most Wanted Gangster in the Manhunt, number thirteen in the New York Times bestseller list. Well done, sir. And and who says thirteen is an unlucky number? <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Kevin. Good luck. Five three one zero six is the number for your messages. This is News Talk Lunchtime. It's twelve thirty. Let's get the latest headlines now from Tara Duggan. Thanks, Jonathan. Well, there's been a sixty five percent increase in the number of people reporting allegations of social welfare fraud. Last year, twenty eight thousand reports of suspected fraud were made to the Department of Social Welfare. That's up from seventeen thousand the previous year. The department says it made savings of six hundred and sixty nine million euro through a clampdown in twenty. 12 on social welfare fraud, the bulk of which for one-parent family payments, pensions and job seekers benefit. The head of the International Monetary Fund says her organisation will keep an open mind on the possibility of extending the maturity date of Ireland's bailout loans. However, Christine Lagarde, who met with the Thonshta and Finance Minister this morning, is adamant that the IMF will operate within its rules and that therefore there'll be no special ad hoc terms or, or policies for countries like Ireland. And the Fianna Fáil leader saying today that the government has only just realised there's a full-blown mortgage arrears crisis as a by-election campaign gets underway in Meath East. Mio Martin also hitting out at the Transport Minister, Leo Varadkar, for suggesting that the new property tax would be hard to evade, but easy to pay. The Fianna Fáil leader saying the comments show a disconnect with the Irish people. Tara, International Women's Day today. You're um, on with Hook this evening to keep him in check for the course of two and a half hours. Henry McKean has been out on the streets asking people, both male and female, what they think of International Women's Day. Have a listen. If they have a Women's Day, we should have a Men's Day. I don't think we need a full day to celebrate anything that's that mundane, to be honest. Like, we don't need a day to celebrate our, our own sexes. There's, I'm a male, they're a female. I don't know why you need a day to celebrate it, to be honest. I do think it's important because I think women have made great strides in the last you know, century or so, but there's still a long way to go in terms of equality in first world countries, but more so in developing countries. You can vote, you can drink in the yeah. same pub as me. Surely things are equal, no? Well, there's still, I think, a bit of a glass ceiling to be broken through in terms of equal pay for equal work, in terms of attitudes to women in the workplace. Henry McKean, tongue firmly in cheek there. Wonderful way with words himself, <laughs> to doesn't be, he? Yeah. I have to point out as well that the option, Henry, is that she might not want to drink in the same <laughs> pub as well. And not that. after hearing that. Come here, what, Women's Day, International Women's Day, today, significance for you? Because you're obviously on the right hook this evening, so it, what do you think? <laughs> only because I'm a woman is that well, it? you're on the right hook every evening of course but you're 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 there to particularly go hook this evening yeah well I mean I, th- I think what what, what, what uh, Rhoda Mahoney said at the top of your show I think she put it beautifully actually that it's you know it is an international women's day and that has to be you know remembered it's not just about where women in Ireland are Rona talked about where women in Ireland had come um, but it, it is an international issue but I mean she mentioned things like you know it's not ability that's holding people back it's maybe confidence and particularly the early years of child rearing um, and you know I think for 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 us for women to see women like Rona Mahoney in their positions or Mary Robinson or, or the you know uh, other women who've, achi- who've achieved high status and, and gotten to the top you know it inspires others and it makes other younger women realise you know that can be done uh, she also paid a very good tribute to men, though, which I think had to be su- had to be said as well. You know what I mean? Well, that we, we actually do have a role, do we? <laughs> you do have a role. No, well, I mean, Rona Mahoney said that as well, that she'd considered jacking in obstetrics and it was the men in her life that supported her and saw her through it. So just with that in mind, Jonathan, thanks so much. I'd be nothing without you. <laughs> we'll have to go to a break on that, Tara. Thank you.